Here we go. Brought to you by the sound of a uh, ice cider, ice cider cork, ice ice cider. Um, so Sweetland Orchard, they gave me this uh, Winter Reserve hard cider. It's ice cider and it's uh, rye whiskey barrel aged. Which think? is funny because we were just talking because yesterday Santi likes to watch these science shows where they show you how they make things, and one of the things that we were watching yesterday was how they make ice cider. And here we go. Um, does Santi actually find that, like, did he find the ice cider thing interesting? I would think he'd be like, I don't give a crap what this is. But No, well, he was looking at it. It's like, why are they crushing Why are they crushing the apples? And what are they doing with the juice? And why are they sticking outside? Like, he's, yeah, he's yeah. an eight-year-old yeah, full yeah. of questions. So he's yeah, like, yeah. all these questions. And I'm like, well, that's... A, and then he goes, and they're making alcohol out of that? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, who would drink that? And I look at myself and I'm like, I would. <laughs> Your dad. Four hours from now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Westberdine. I'm joined in the intimate confines by Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. Just the two of us. Jess the two of us uh we got rid of the others they don't they um they they got picked up in the expansion draft they're now going to be podcasting That's right uh Schiefer decker is going to be podcasting about uh inter miami and uh eric gets to podcast about nashville so yep he's got the connection so congratulations on both we did get 50k in gam for each of them so good for us uh we are on this podcast we it's off season so we can talk about whatever we want uh um we are eventually going to talk about uh, we took like a week and a half off, two weeks off. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the technical staff restructuring, uh, Darwin to Houston, and uh, the the we'll talk about the unprotected, the expansion draft, but that's going to happen on Tuesday, maybe after some people listen to this, and so we'll we'll give it some time. But how are you, sir? I'm feeling better. I was. You were sick. You, you both. You sick. And I think everybody's sick. just getting that that switch of that cold time that we had. And then I had, whenever it hits me, like whenever I get sick or like I got like a bad cold, it hits me for like two days hard. So I do what anyone does or should do is I, um, you know, drink a lot of soup. Yeah. And then I binge watch Netflix for two days. Oh, what'd you do? What'd you watch? Um, so in the Minnesota football show, um, sometimes we recommend series and Pablo from Latino Art Rock um, recommended and put into my my vision that the Netflix did a series, a dramatized series of Carlos Tevez's life. Oh yeah, and so it's called Apache because he was uh he was uh in the 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 neighborhood or the complex that he grew up on was called uh, was called Fort Apache, Fort Apache, which is Fort Apache, which um you know it was it was one of the worst neighborhoods hmm. to be on. So like it's interesting. You know, because it's about soccer and there's a lot of soccer about, but, um, but it was like, I don't know if you've seen city of God. Mm -hmm. So it's a mix of city of God. And there's this Venezuelan movie called hermanos, which is a, uh, is a, is a, is a story about two brothers and how like they, I at least know that word. Yeah. They, 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 how, like, how like they, they're really both really good soccer players and how they like, okay. And so it's about how like they grew up and one of them eventually ends up playing, you know? And it's, so it's, uh, it's a really interesting, it's, it's, I wouldn't say like extreme, like I wouldn't watch it with my 13 year old, but okay. I watch it with my 15 year old. Like it's got that type of violence. You got a little bit of sick, but it's, yeah. it's well put. You you will need to push the SAP button though yeah. for the subtitles. But overall, I mean, it's like City of God with hermanos, except more white, you know, because yeah. of what the Argentinian complex of, of people down there is but it was really interesting yeah. it was it was interesting to be okay. able to see that so that was a really interesting series so excellent um so let's uh, let's kick off by um by doing just like uh basic non minnesota news the the interesting thing that came out today i don't know if you saw this but um the qatar 2020 basic schedule came out really okay no i did not see so that so we knew that qatar or 2022 sorry 
um, we knew that Qatar was going to be played in the fall around Thanksgiving, et cetera. Yeah, November so, because it's so hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So November 21st through December 18th. It's just a waste. Um, this is, uh, so this was, it was like, um, I'm trying to see who actually, where this story came out. Um, it was originally, did SB Nation really do this? According to football.london. Okay. Anyway, so because I think they found this out because the Premier League uh, is starting to re- to figure out its schedule and right. they want to be back kicking up by Boxing Day. And so the in order to do that, they are going to do the, the World Cup in 28 days. Which is the shortest it's ever been. Wow, twenty eight days since nineteen seventy eight when there were sixteen teams. Uh, Didn't we just add four more teams? Yeah, we added like thirteen <laughs> more teams. So, so I, I mean, I, I guess are they going to do? Is the group stage going to be like six games a day or something? Five or like because already everyone's going to play every day. It seems like it already. Now. What do you do? You do three a day, and then there's like one or twice, once or twice a, a four day, a four games a day. But you'd have to do four games a day. You'd have to do basically two groups every day. Yeah, you'd have to play a lot of, a lot of um, soccer. Thanksgiving is going to be very uh, um, uh, fun in the U.S. <laughs> be lots of so first time, first time for everything, right? We'll see how that and, works out. And so I guess we're going to have games. Uh, we don't know the times, but anyway, it's kind of crazy to throw it all in there. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous, and there's no use even bitching about it now because. What, what's going to happen? Yeah, right? it's, yeah. it's corrupt, built by slaves. Uh, you know, not played. At the, uh, everything about it is wrong, sporting wise, and so I just yeah, I just don't understand how this is going to even play out or what's going to happen while we're in there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of out, you know, um, protesting or anything that goes on around the aspect of it. I, we'll I'm, I'm amazed that like with all the money and power in the club game that it wasn't a non-starter there. Like it's amazing that FIFA and this bad idea was so strong that you'd think if the EPL, if all the big leagues came in and said like, no, this is stupid. Redo the draw or whatever, or the, the bidding that they would have been able to flex that. I mean, yeah. Thanks FIFA. Yeah. Exactly. Like FIFA is like that much more powerful. Right. Right. Who knew? They're Um, happy when they announced that they're going to pay the women, yeah, participants in the World Cup more, but yet they, yeah, they go ahead and do something. It's like, yeah, yeah, FIFA is all screwed up. Be all, yeah, boo FIFA. This week, uh, in in soccer, um, uh, what what's going on is, and you tell me if which of these games are, are interesting to you. U.S. Uh, they just beat Canada four one. Got the revenge on their really arch rivals from the north. Just kidding. Um, they play Cuba um, in. What's the, what's the, there's another island they're playing it on. I'm, it's a saint. Anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're not playing it in Cuba because they're God, I wish you could play it in Cuba. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I pay for that. Yeah. Um, so they're playing 630 <laughs> Tuesday. Um, come join Bruce. I will try to make it over, but it's a busy week and recording a podcast means, but um, at the, at the bar and then uh, FC St. Pauli play Al. Uh, we we watch that. There's like uh, a small group of St. Pauli fans who watch Friday at two on delay. The weekend Saturday. Yeah, because this weekend is the weekend EPL comes back. Yeah. Palace versus Liverpool. Arsenal versus Southampton. That's at 9. Man City versus Chelsea at 11.30. That's a pretty good lineup for Saturday. Yeah, I think so. Man um, City, Chelsea seems like the the one I would I would sit down and watch. Sunday is uh, Sheffield United versus Man U. There's also um, Bundesliga always going on, um, but there's only like... Uh, Basically, like just one Hertha fan who comes in sometimes. So uh, I don't know where the Bundesliga fans are. No, there was they're, one they're, guy they're came over, in. They're over at that spot uh, where they have the Bayern bar. Yeah. That's where everybody's at. Roll my eyes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's what's going on. Anything else non-Minnesota news you want to hit? Well, um, didn't uh, Finland qualify to the Euros? Mm-hmm. So I think Congratulations, of- Finland. Yeah. You're on Pookie Watch. Yes, I am on Pookie Watch. You're you you're a big fan. No, I just figure we like to we like to pay for overpriced Finnish players in their in their late th- in late tw- in their late twenties. So might as well. At least this guy's many- consistent. Me and Bruce were talking about. It. At least he's consistent. He's scoring goals more yeah. than we can say of our current lineup of forwards. Yeah, but he's like scoring in the EPL. <laughs> I imagine that they're. I don't know. Maybe maybe 
maybe he's uh so he was born in he's 29 years old yeah who knows it seems like he could probably since he's scoring in the EPL that he probably could find a club. Yeah, there, his uh, transfer value I think is like ten million dollars. I don't know. Yeah. We we I don't think we pay that much. No. Um, all right, let's take a break. Let's come back and talk Minnesota United stuff. Back on the fifty five one podcast uh, during the the little break there, you were talking about the car and FA, and I don't think. On this podcast, we well, yeah, we missed the news of Kentaro Takada uh, being named the uh, the head coach of the uh, Karin, the men's yeah men's, national, men's yeah. national team, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. Takada uh, Taka, as he was known, was like this kind of really funny uh, Japanese guy who played for uh, NSC Minnesota Stars. Was very like he was just an odd guy. Like during the off season, they would do these videos of him like going to like the mall of America and like his English wasn't that good, but he was like just so enthusiastic about seeing all these places and it didn't mall of America. Part Like part of me was like, is this weirdly exploitative of him? But he like loved it. And like, there was no, like it was just so infectious, I guess about it. So I love that Takata's back. Um, Yeah. It should be uh, that should be a lot of, um, Interesting things. It's a it's a good group of young men that are in that in that, cool. in that group. I know some of them, so it's good. And they're also now practicing at you know certain places that I get to get to watch, and and some of them get to um, you know get to be there. But the women as well too. The women are yeah. the, the football team that plays on the Minnesota Football League. I think their coach is Mary Casper, so from Monarchs FC. Oh, cool. So. Is it Monarchs? The Monarchs. Uh, I kept. I could get mixed up between the USLC Monarchs FC and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the real Monarchs. But yeah, yeah. Monarchs. Uh, regardless, it's, so the the same team in the futsal team just mm-hmm. won the uh, USL championship. That's right. Wow, That's wow. right. Um, so Breaking news. Let's talk about this. Uh, Minnesota United announces a, a technical um, staff shakeup, and uh, Mark Watson is now promoted to technical director. He's now in charge of basically the first team signings, you know, et cetera. Um, Woohoo! Manny is no longer in charge of that. They did not call it a demotion, but I don't see any other way you can view it as, except for as a demotion. Yeah, what does he get to do now? He's now in charge of setting up the USL team and the youth team and getting the youth team to, to academy to go. And so now Mark Watson, the guy who's in charge of signing the players and, and setting the technical direction of the first team, he... Uh, you know, is overseen by Adrian Heath. Adrian Heath is overseen by Manny, but it's this weird thing where the technical director is usually who the head coach reports to. Um, so is this this uh, Bermuda Triangle type of thing? Yeah. Right? So it's it's just very it's very odd. Yeah. Setup. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. I think the, I have like multiple thoughts on this. Obviously. Can one of them some is that, yeah. One of them is that um, it's very hard to tell if this is good or bad because I don't have any insight into. Okay, who signed Metnir? Who is responsible for that? Um, who is responsible for uh, getting Vito in? Or maybe that was just an agent thing. I'm trying to think of the stuff like any anyone could have signed Ike. Obviously, Manny made the deal, but um, you know anyone could have signed Ozzy. Um, but Manny so, made the deal. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, so the the thing is, maybe Mark Watson has a super talent for this. Maybe he was the one who, out on his trip, he he found, uh, you know, I guess Metnir. I'm trying to think of the other. We signed Robin Lud, Vito. Who are the non-Angelo? Now, if Mark was the reason we signed... Alexi Gomez, then we have yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let let that nukes come so, out. Who was responsible for signing that? And then we we, we got to So I guess like it's hard to say what what's going on here. Um, it, it is very weird to see after what successful what, season. Yeah, right? after what I would say was one of the best off seasons uh, by any team uh, to see Manny get demoted like that, and and. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on like the the structure of, of who's well, doing I, I, what. I have or... um, I have a connection in a sense that like I've gotten a chance to 
to see, um, you know, Gerard coach and Delago's coach. And so I know how, like, you know, they're into that aspect of it. And I know how Manny um, is in that. I, so I, so I, I see the move to be part of the developing of the USL and then also the the academy. I, I see that as a, as maybe something that he might want to do. I see I can see him doing that out of something that he would enjoy doing. But at the same time, maybe, like you say, I don't, I don't know what his um, real role was behind the scenes in the aspect of getting with the players that we got and how was that. So if, if I'm assuming Mark has to have some sort of experience or yeah. had some knowledge to be able to step into that role. And I also think it's just, um, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, for me, I, I, I like seeing, at least seeing that Manny yeah. is going to be doing stuff with the youth in the academy because that's something that I feel we are lacking in developing yeah. and we're falling behind on. I, so I do know it was described to me as a coup by someone in the club, someone who's definitely not close to uh, Manny or Amos. Uh, and so, which I found very surprising because I don't search this stuff out anymore. I don't like try that. A coup, huh? Uh, and so I was surprised Sounds like that Latin someone America kind of at the current moment. About it. Um, yeah. And so uh, one thing I think about Manny's role is actually like the the problem with the that role is that putting together the USL team and putting together the academy it's not just like all right let's get uh Minnesota United 2 um because part of the role is basically finding new ways to do this that um that works right the team has said like we're not going to just have an academy and just hope that, you know, just because we want to be nice and maybe we'll, we'll find a player that we, in 10 years, maybe we can find someone that can right, be but that's sold like for going million. to the casino and playing the slots, right? Yeah, I so mean, they, like, yes, yeah, so there's they, no, there's I think no people, thought with that. You know, and so, and the USL clubs like lose money for, uh, for, for everyone. And so the question is like, to me, Manny, that role, whoever you would hire for that role, needs to be someone who has a really unique, fresh, outside-the-box vision. Okay. All like, right. You need to be able to say, like, look, we're not going to do the Toronto 2. You know, Toronto FC has its Toronto 2. We're not going to do Orlando. We're, Orlando. Yeah. We're not going to do what they're doing. We're not going to do what all these other, other academies are doing. We can't, we're never going to be Dallas. So what do you want to do? I I don't see that as, like, and this is not you don't, a, you don't see Manny doing this that. is not a knock on Manny. I don't think that that's his like skill. Um, maybe maybe it is. Maybe he will like blow. I, I hope he does. But like I, I view that like his skill is like the other stuff. I think that he was doing. Um, what I would really love to see is uh, I'd love to see the team finally stop going uh, internally. You know, um, hire put, putting Mark Watson in in charge of this, or you know, right. if for a president, they go to Chris Wright because he's a local guy. You know, et cetera. Like, so, go do what mm -hmm. um, Philadelphia and these other places have done, which is like we're gonna go get uh, who's the uh, it was er Ernie Stewart. Now it's um, Dutch D uh, other shoot. I'm blanking on his name. Um, go and find one of these people who like has a distinct vision for your club that they can then set up um, rather than kind of do, doing this shakeup thing. I, I just don't know where like the great visionary stuff is coming from, from in the team. And, and I don't and know. I think, and I think, you know, and I think there's some valid points, but I, I also see how this can be beneficial for a, a section that is lacking, which is the, the academy aspect of it. You know, specifically from my point of view, in my relationship yeah. to youth, youth sports and, yeah, and coaching, yeah. I think, I think as uh, you know, there seems to be there needs to be a little bit more focus on that. And I hope that he has a plan, and I hope you know that the plan goes forward. But I also feel that there also needs to be another plan in the aspect of, you know, what are we doing with personnel and what are we going to what what is what is the next three year plan in a yeah. sense. Um. So, uh, next thing. Um, Darwin goes to Houston for Marlon Hairston and $600,000, uh, in Gam Tam. Um, this was kind of a, we kind of expected something like this to happen, especially when word came out that, uh, uh, Minnesota United was targeting Dom Dwyer for a trade. And that 
let's talk about the dump, the trade that didn't happen first, which is Dwyer. No, there was it. What, what was the hashtag? No Dwyer watch or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Never Dwyer. Never something. Dwyer. That's it. Uh, that's what it was. I, I mean, it was. So those were the two distinct offers on the table. I don't know. I don't have any insight into why Minnesota decided to go against this, but the the Dwyer interest. I mean, literally, I was like infuriated when I heard. I had heard that it was like someone had said to me that it's, it's a done deal. It's a done deal, and I was like, "Are you effing kidding me?" Like, let me count the ways. One, Dwyer is is just a a garbage player, just a, a whiner, diver, not the type of person I want to be cheering for. And he's been a villain of of Minnesota United fans. Sure, okay, there's that. The other is like. He hasn't scored that many goals. No, he doesn't score anymore. Uh, he um, is paid one point five million. That's quite a lot. And it's just like what? Nothing about it made sense, right? The only thing that made sense is that oh, Heath wants to relive glory days, so he gets his high school buddies back, and he's like, oh, hey, wasn't it awesome in high school? Let's go have another party. And, and Dom Dwyer can finally and bring like a cup. Minnesota home, right? United becomes Hangover Four or whatever movie that they have they made three. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I've never watched any of them. So. Yeah, sure. It's you, you, you imagine the plot and you've watched them. Um, so that kind of really worried me. Thank God, though. Then we we find out. Oh no, it's Houston. And what do you make of the the deal? It's it's uh, Darwin goes to to for uh, Marlon Harrison, who's a, a right. It's winger. a good bet. You know, it's a it's a young it's a younger player yeah. that you know puts depth into our midfield so that's that's good to think and hopefully be able to compete for a starting spot but if not we have that left that we're lacking um now with Quintero. i think i i, I was always an advocate not to trade him because is if you look over the past two years regardless of he had an off season or not this past year he was the person that was scoring most of our goals yeah so like if you if you take away what ten goals this season right, and how many do you have last? Is like thirteen, fourteen, I think yeah. something like that. You know where 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 you where where do you see on our current roster where we have someone that can score at least ten goals per season? We don't, right? right? We don't, right? And so then, and I believe, and I, and I I believe in Toy, but I think Toy needs to be put into the system with the players that can play with him to be able to yeah. be able to be in that position to be able to create those goals, right? And I think. That was the issue that I saw is that, you know, and we talked about it a lot, you know, the how um, Angelo and Darwin seem to have a connection and work better together. Uh, and then how Toy and Molino did, but we never really got to see that that much. We always got to see Darwin and Molino out there. And I think that confused a lot of, a lot of what type of style are we going to play? And hopefully, you know, depending on what Houston decides to do, because Houston has a lot of options. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, you know, who are they willing to keep? If they're, if they're willing to keep everybody, if they're keeping everybody and then resigning everybody and keep the same team as they ask and adding Darwin, I think that'd be really interesting offense. Well, they still don't know if they're keeping Christian. So Christian um, won't know his future until they kind of announce it. Um, and uh, um, I know that one of the guys... Is, what is his asking price, I guess? What, what is I don't Christian's know. He's price? out of contract. He's out of contract, so then... So, okay. Yeah, so he could go to Mexico or get re-signed by Houston or get traded and then re-sign a contract with someone else in MLS. Um, but I imagine, I imagine he can still ask for five hundred thousand. I mean, his numbers are still pretty decent. I mean, he still scored how many goals this year? And he was like, not really six, not, right? not really preferred. Yes, yeah, six or seven. No, I think closer to eight because he had a bunch of them with Houston. So. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird weird situation. I think Angelo and Darwin, like I was kind of resigned to them leaving, like they're leaving. Okay, and a little bit more upset about Darwin, obviously, because Darwin was really magical for that summer um, when he came. Uh, oh, those summer nights, well, oh, well, oh, no, not gonna join in. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, sorry, no, didn't register. Uh, so anyway. Um, I'll just tell jokes and if like, I don't, I don't have like Eric here to laugh at me or something or, like that. Or, or Martin for that matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, I, I think like I was like resigned to him going, I think that this is a great haul to get $600,000 is and, quite a good And a guy who yeah. it's still not clear what we'll do with Marlon Harrison. He seems like basically Ethan Finley, but 
a few less goals? Because he's basically he is described as just fast, right? He's fast, what tall, <laughs> fast, tall, skinny guy who plays on the wing. And it's like, okay, so he's like a little bit taller than Finley and kind of like that's what Finley does. Um, but we don't know if Finley's sticking around. Um, well, no, we, we get to that part next, right? When we, we got into yeah. the expansion draft. Yeah. So. And so um, I guess like my question then is where does this leave our attack? If, if you know, we know Darwin's gone now. Um, we, we've, we talked about the possibility of that. Is, is the team going to go into next season with... Chacon and probably Robin Lude maybe moved more centrally into his more natural role as the well, number he played on the he played on the on the wing though with Finland this past game. So yeah, was, he, on the right wing. Yeah, oh. so yeah, that's that's like <laughs> Bruce has been going off on this. Like we play him on the left wing. He has only ever played centrally and on the right wing. Yeah, so for it's club like, and it's country. Like, oh, yeah. and so whatever. I mean, I think. I think right now, like let's let's look at who we have, right? Or is it currently we have Chacon, who is yet to be yet to prove something, right? Mm-hmm. He has something to prove, so that's to be be able to be able to see. Then we have um, Molino, Molino yeah. who right now um, between him and um, Gregush, the the attacking aspect of yeah. our offense falls upon. Yeah. Um, Ozzy, who's still you know in our in our midfield, who's who's yeah. who is more of a distributor yeah. and, and an enforcer than. Um, I mean, you have you, you have toy up top. Yeah. I mean, don't know how much how much longer Angela will be with us. Yeah, Angela's gone. And then, and then, gone. and then Finley, Finley is still currently there. We currently still have Miguel, and yeah. um, but that yeah, that's pretty much all I can really think of. How, our, how I mean, if we we sign back old man Larry, but he's he's yeah. more a bit more of a defensive, even even at times uh, a center back uh, substitution. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we we know that they're they've got to sign some players, but it depends on how many more are outgoing. If we do lose Finley or something like that, or or Miguel, then it's like, okay, now you need to sign. Is is Marlon Hairston our replacement for that? And I I don't know what Hairston made, but it's like, um, I think that he's an okay uh, depth guy. You I know, think he's he, a depth guy. He had no, a couple. That, he had yeah. a couple of years in Colorado that were decent, but we've seen that we've got depth guys that we just don't use. Um. Yeah, and I, I guess, uh, and, and it may be that we end up just trading Hairston away as well, right? Like, Hairston may just be another another chit that you kind of just like pass on, right? And, um, and, and, and I mean, with six hundred thousand and and money that we have plus all the additional money that we've been accumulating and yeah. accruing, you know, it it's it, it'd be nice to be able to invest that in in, in someone who can put, yeah. Uh, Goals in the back of the net at a consistent rate. So there's talk of Gam Tam going away, and the people who talk about it are uh, are the people who usually have some insider knowledge, and they talk. Gam Tam's going away. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I'm so not, we just have monies then, like yeah, monopoly just, money. Yeah, I just, don't know. I don't know. Um, and plus, you have the you have the. I mean, the freaking uh, CBA this this winter. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's and right. One of the, one of the problems that, that the the the, the players um, the domestic players have is that gam tam uh, tam favors international players it right. encourages teams to go get the robin ludes rather than uh pay for the ico paras or something um so i mean uh, I, yeah let's see what i mean i i have don't want to say faith is the right word but i i i like to see check play more and, and and use more in the absence of like what what do we have with them because he's a he's a, he's a Uruguayan national team player for for the age group that he's in, but the kid doesn't get any playing time. Plus, yeah. he follows Instagram, so he drinks a lot of mate and hangs around with a lot of cool people. So, yeah, he's not hanging around with me. Nope, nope, nope. We need to get them. We need to get Pablo on here and to get him to come over. Um, let's talk about this unprotected list. Uh, the players who are unprotected for the expansion draft. So, um, well, Nashville and uh, Miami are going to take five teams each. Uh, they can only take one from us. The ones who five players have each. taken the players out who we've already cut or we're not, we've not extended. Right. So Abu, Ethan, Marlon Hairston, Miguel, Brent Coleman, Leapin Larry Olam, Wyatt Olmsberg, Angelo Rodriguez, and Bobby Shuttleworth. They're unprotected. There's a couple, you know, I think. The so athletic- how many out of that group do you think um, you make a good case for? Um, I, 
basically two. Three? Through two or three, no. I, I still don't even think you take a, a Budin Lottie. You take uh, you Minnesota lets him out of contract, and then you kind of negotiate something down for him. Like I, I just don't. There's other players that you can get. I, I I guess my first thing about the expansion draft is that we've seen uh, very very few teams actually go out there and like, oh, we could use an Ethan Finley. What they do is go out and they say like, oh, you know, we want to target this, but um, uh, Vancouver really wants Ethan Finley. Or I, I like fully expect uh, Vancouver or Houston uh, to say, we want Miguel Ibarra. And so they, uh, so um, Nashville takes Miguel Ibarra, uh, Houston trades uh, a little bit for him um, or trades a player or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper than if they had to come to Minnesota United and say, hey, we want Miguel. Miguel would cost them, you know, 500000 so, so there's under the table kind of deals that we like. If, yeah. you, if we, you take this person, we'll do that. Okay. We yeah. did it for um, Jeff Atnella. We took Jeff Atnella, sent him to Portland so that we could get Miguel Ibarra's rights. We did it with, um, ah, shoot. There was, we tried to do it with Femi Hollinger Jansen. Yeah, we did. To I get Teal Bunbury, yeah. but mm-hmm. we couldn't, they didn't uh, bite. And there was probably another one who we actually did. Um, and I remember Atlanta doing it for a few players. So Inter-Miami's not looking at this and going like, oh, we could really use a Budin Lottie. They can, f- they can just f- fucking look under a, like, a rug and be like, oh, there's an Abudin Lottie. Like, that, that <laughs> stuff is like easy for them. And so I don't see why they would take, take that. Ethan so you're Finley, thinking the strategic way is just yeah, to, and I to, think, to, to take things that teams may want or be want and then use them as, as a way of in, enticing a trade or something of value in return. Exactly. And I think that, um, uh, yeah, Miguel and Ethan are, are the only two players I can see there being a lot of interest in throughout the league. That, that would be enough that'd be like, we can get it through the expansion draft from Nashville or Inter-Miami. Um, everyone else, you could just make a deal and, and get you could send uh, um, a box of flowers and like a box of chocolate, 100K and gam and get Bobby Shuttleworth, you know? Wow, um, that'd be a good deal. Yeah, it'd be great. What I mean, 100, 100K and gam. And yeah, and the bo- box of chocolates is, you know, if it's a nice box of chocolates, then Swedish yeah. chocolate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Vienna. Vien oh, chocolate. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, mean, I, I think I, the funny thing is, we at the house, we, we kind of like, we looked at this list and then we decided, you know, what would be an Issa watch reaction be of this? And so we were able to ask her and, and put it on, on video and it's somewhere on, on the Twitter world. But, but her, 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 her um, reaction was pretty much, you know, just say, Hey, you know, it's like, if I were to pick someone, I want someone I can get my most return, right? Return value in, in the aspect of who can play at different positions and who can give me that. And then, so her answer was Miguel. Uh, you can play CC can play left back you can play midfield and if you can you can try my different other positions so that's the versatility so uh, and then, as she said dynamic so I think that's something that other teams might be looking but I, I I think I think you're right I think I think teams take a look at this as like okay let's try to let's try to trade or let's try to figure out what we can get someone else that can do that yeah. I in the other hand was really interested that the Timbers left uh, Andy Polo out there. Yeah, there's a few players out there. Um, who's a Ibiaga as well? Yeah, from there's some players there, out there. There's some players that really out there. Like, oh, those will go. And if and and again, like if Nashville doesn't want them, someone wants them, and they will take that. Um, All right, United. Let's get Andy Polo and it's on a good, this team. You know, the, what's most valuable to Miami and Nashville um, is having that Gam Tam stuff that lets them move around for the actual pieces they want, not just like this guy happens to be open. Let's get him. They they want they've been like targeting specific people, um, right? Because Miami, there's a lot of Peruvians yeah. in Miami. So Andy Polo, yeah, just, yeah. just, just go yeah. to Miami, Andy Polo. Um, uh, and so I, I guess my my last thing on that is that if Miguel leaves in an expansion draft, like that'll just be the most anticlimactic way for him to go. And I've already like on this podcast already bemoaned the fact that I think that he's going, but it's just so stupid and. Why you wouldn't protect Robin Lude, who no one fucking wants? No one's going to be like, oh, well, we're going to take Robin Lude. Right, because you take the contract, right? So you have to pay him, yeah. Okay, you just took a guy, a million-dollar contract off our hands for a guy who didn't make score any goals or assists in the league. Like, cool. That's That actually works for... I'm, I'm sure the team believes they can see a lot more from Robin Lude, but... 
you might partially be like, you know, secretly that would be pretty great. So I don't know why they protected him. That was stupid, but, uh, you know, uh, congratulations on getting your promotions guys. Um, okay. Is there any other players in that list that you saw that you from other teams? Yeah. From other teams. You know what? I didn't actually go through the full list. I went through the athletic did like a, um, uh, a mock draft, um, which again, like my problem was that um, I think they treated it as if Nashville would go, would be like, or either of these teams really wants these players. Um, no. I mean, Tyler Miller, I guess, from LAFC. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, that was, considering, that was a little because he was a starting goalkeeper, right? Yeah, like half the time. Right, but then, but then, if you, if you, if you, if you're, if you're in Nashville or Miami and you take one of these players and you, you pay the team fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty thousand. Right? Is that yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, oh, if you I look guess, at I it, I guess um, Miller's out of contract, and so. Yeah, I none, none of these. Uh, I mean, you got you got Florentine Pogba from Atlanta, right? Who's already been rumored interest of, of, of Miami. I mean, um, Nicholas Gaetan, if he ever gets healthy, you know, yeah. you know, there's a, there, there's, there's, there's a, you know, and there's some people who retired, you know, I think that's interesting, right? Like having, you know, like Tim Howard's on there. Well, they're just, it's just because they're technically on the list. Yeah. So they yeah. Have right. To, yeah. Just like, you know, like some of them that are on there just to be able to have them on the list, you know, like I think, it would be awesome to take Tim Howard and then retire his jersey, right? Really, <laughs> it would be so, it would be some really good trolling yeah. moves on his like aspect of it, you know. But I think like, yeah, there's you know I'm trying to see if um, you know like you know Eric Miller is on from yeah. New City FC, you know that's a that's an interesting then and then Orlando just well you know don't pick anyone from Orlando. Do you remember who we uh, took in our expansion draft, by the way? No, but I, I have Go a feeling you're going to tell me. Memory lanes. I mean, I already men- mentioned Femi Hollinger Jansen. Uh, no, I can't. Top of my head, no. Okay. Jeff Atanella, I mentioned. Then we yeah. did, mm-hmm. did Mohamed Saeed. Remember him? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Colin Warner. Remember him, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And then Chris Duvall, defender, who we traded to Montreal Impact for Johan Venegas. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. We killed I told, it. I told you that. I, I, I I did tell you that I was playing futsal a couple of weekends ago, and then the person that was next to me was wearing a Venegas um, NASL jersey. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. And then he was playing on my team, right? And then all of a sudden, when he actually scored, and he scored a beautiful goal, I, I actually sang the song, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to him, and he kind of well, laughed. Cause yeah. He, so, yeah. So. Yeah. All right, let's, Anyways. Take, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we've got a few Twitter questions. Twitter questions! Back on the 55-1 podcast, let's do this. We've got just a few Twitter questions that I took last week, and then we ended up not recording because everyone got sick. But sick. Jake Shawcraft says, uh, asks, you get to make the wor- entire world see one film portrayed faithfully in their native language in all in their head all at once, meaning like it automatically translates and whatever. Which film do you pick? What film do you want every human being to see? Oh, any film? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the native language thing kind of uh, uh, was uh, uh, confusing. Okay. But any film, any film. Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, I'd have to go probably with um, Lost World, Jurassic Park. All right. Great pick, great pick. Um, I, I I would say like the only the only film I've gone back to over recent years. I don't watch movies really ever, um, but the two that that kind of really still stick with me are Children of Men and Pan's Labyrinth. I never saw Pan's Labyrinth. Oh really? No, I wanted to, but I never got around to do it. So that's one thing I have on my on my list to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I don't think those are not like the greatest films of all time, but like they just like they stuck with me, and I think that they're so good. And so there's you know, there's just one movie that I always will watch if it's on TV, and it has to be The Replacements. I don't know why, 
Keanu Reeves as a quarterback has some sort of appeal to me, but it just somehow it's just something that I will watch regardless of what's. what's yeah, I'm not going to make anyone else in the world watch that film. <laughs> I've never watched it. I won't make myself. Steve Lindley says, uh, "Alliance is amazing and damn near perfect. What tweaks would you make to the stadium for 2020? For me, I'd love to have some sort of TV jumbotron to the left or right of the beer hall, so I can see replays better from the Wonder Wall. It's understandable." I love the idea that like we have to kind of turn around and stare at the, you know, when we want to see, I love not being distracted by another thing in my sight, but do you have any, uh, do you have any requests? Yes. Stop making the sky orange at 9 PM at night. Oh, is that really just from the stadium? Yeah. I, 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 I was yesterday cause I was yesterday. Yeah. I was outside and I was like, what is that orange glow? And then I was oh. like, and that people were saying is the the growth lights. Oh, right, they're growing the grass or yeah. whatever. So, or they're feeding the grass. I'm assuming that's the lamps and it's orange and it's right by the stadium. Yeah, literally, it's like pitch black and there's just like orange glow. Huh. Um, very um, end of the world type of thing. I would say the um, the two biggest problems were the cheese curds were terrible. Um, we're going on food now. Just kidding. Uh, no, and the the only time I I ever ran into I never I never thought the concourses were too small. There's the one pinch point, which is the north east corner, um, where they should just move a couple things out of the way. There's that's where right where Brasa is. Oh, so they okay. should just move okay. Brasa yeah. closer to the Wonder Wall. Yeah. Um, but there's just there's I see what you did huge there. crowds going in there, and it's hard to ever get through. Um. During, during, before and after. I, I think, like, no matter what, how big you make the concourses, like, you would have to affect the actual stadium and where people were sitting yeah. and how that works. So, I just want people on really like, hot days to please wear deodorant. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good shout. Because I, I remember walking in and usually my seats are over by the element sign. Yeah. Right next to the Wonder Wall. And usually we go in through those gates. Yeah. But I was running late, and I was like, you know what? I should just go for the first gate that I see. Yeah. And then we were and you stuck. went in the BO gate. And was, then we uh, had a, yep, it was in the BO gate, and it wasn't moving, and it was mm. not windy at all. So it was... Just soaking in the... Yeah, and so you know, you're walking you're walking back and forth, and you're just bumping into people. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> so I'm going through my gate regardless of how late I am. Uh, Dan Wade says, other than Dom Dwyer, who are the players you would not cheer for if they became Minnesota United players? It's got to be a, like an Alexi Gomez type. Another one out there. Um, who's, the, who's like the, the greatest Chilean star? Uh, if uh, freaking... Um, if um, No, I like Bambam Samorano, though, but he's retired. Or Marcelo Salas. I... I those were those were great Chilean players, and I actually I actually enjoy. But um, the current the current the current guy that plays for Barcelona, what's his? Uh, Arturo Vidal. Yeah, if Vidal ever came to the yeah. MLS, I just I I, I, w- I would pay tickets just to just cheer at against them. Vidal has definitely knifed someone. Like yeah. Vidal, like makes me a little. Vidal should be in jail. Okay, let's just yeah. put it that way. He should be in jail because of what he. What happened with the accident he had? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And he and he yeah. got to play the final of the yeah, Copa he definitely America. Sucks. Um, so uh, I would say Giovanni dos Santos, my least favorite player on the fucking planet. The dude sucks a duck. Um, and so yeah, um, I, I would never cheer. He played for uh, Tottenham, and I was like, "Fuck that dude! I'm not cheering for him." Beckerman, Kyle Beckerman. Oh yeah. no, no. Beckerman is the type of asshole I want on my team. After that MLS MLS was a one point own comment he made, I was like, no. What was what did he say? Remember when we were still playing in TCF yeah. and they interviewed him? Yeah. And then we referred to what we what we were doing at, at TCF or the TCF field was MLS one oh. I mean he wasn't wrong though. No, but I still though, <laughs> but screw you, no. Oh. You know. Um Yeah, I guess I I mean there's there's tons of dirt bags out there, but Dos Santos is 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 clearly one of my, my top. Did you heard about the Brian Fernandez thing? Oh yeah, Brian Fernandez let go by uh, by the M- MLS. By MLS, yeah, for not for, by Portland, but for breaking, by the MLS breaking the um, uh, uh, apparently cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Ugh. But the thing is that he's he's had this issue before. Yeah, and so well, like, yeah, addiction is it's it's, it's, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So so that's the thing that I I, I mean, it's very it. obvious 
why he fell off and why I think that affected uh, Portland. And they knew it coming into it. Yeah, because um, I mean, he was gamble. suspended. He was suspended for two years. So then, like, you figured, you, you know, you say you're going to vet a player. Well, apparently... Well, I think he, sometimes you feel like if you bring someone into a new environment, you can help them out and they can get them straight and you, people take those chances. Yeah, and it's sometimes unfortunate. It works. Great, great talent. Just, um, um, they should have moved him into... Uh, Man, if only if he had been signed by uh, um, Seattle, he, they would have moved him in to uh, live at um, Brian Schmetzer's house, <laughs> and they would every night uh, sit by the fire, and Schmetzer would be like, "Do you want me to read from the Good Book to you?" Brian would be like, "See, <laughs> Hefe, see, Hefe," and they would just they would just drink tea, and he would just no, and, they would drink mate. Um, not in Brian Schmetzer's house. And, uh, and, and Schmetzer's, Schmetzer's wife and kids would all be sewing there. And it would just be like, it's amazing. Just a little dog sitting. It's a little house on a Perry moment. Up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect. All right. Last, or, or Highway to Heaven with Michael London, right? Last question is from Sam Pfeiffer. How do you evaluate the affiliation with Forward Madison last year? Do you see the relationship continuing? If so, how could it be enhanced? If not... Um, do you have any thoughts? Did you see? First of all, fuck this question. It's a great question. But <laughs> Forward Madison, did you see their potato thing? Yes, Idaho thing. <laughs> yeah, so they, 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 Idaho. they like they discover that you know, like oh, uh, all but three states, someone has has bought stuff uh, mm. f- from us, and it was like Idaho, East um, Coast, right? There was one in the East Coast, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, yeah. and like Alaska. And so then they were like, hey, we need someone to buy something from Idaho. Here's a potato. Yeah. And they just like put a little like mingo <laughs> yeah, symbol on it. And then they like announced a player re-signing by like drawing on it. It's so stupid and genius. It's like every It's just so much fun watching anything that they do. Yeah, thing. no, they they do something. It's a it's a great PR move, but they just it's just a great place to yeah. cheer for as well. And and you've got to be able to be over there. So you've, yeah. you've seen you've seen what I, it's I like to play them. a game. I'm, and so yeah, no. I I don't know. I mean, I, when I saw the potato thing, I just wanted to tweet at them and say, you know, it's like, you know, potatoes are Peruvian, right? You know that, right? That's where they come from. So I didn't know. Oh, you've actually told me that on this podcast. Never mind. Yeah, I've told that many a time. I tell it to everybody. So, um, yeah. So yeah. like, I want to be, you know, let's, let's, so let's work on something. Right? It's a Peruvian. Um, but the, the, the affiliation we sent... Um, a few players there, kind of long term. Well, we sent Ali and Gansi long term. The whatever weird pyramid scheme we were involved with on that. <laughs> um, and then we sent throughout the season. We sent Wyatt, Wyatt Olmsberg most of the time. Yeah, Dan Wyatt. St. Clair for a little bit, but then basically he came back. Um, uh, obviously, uh, Mason Toy went there, and um, uh, Colin Martin went there a couple times. Carter Manley was there the whole yeah. time. No, Colin Martin only went to Hartford. Did he? Okay, um, Hartford, yeah. And uh, who am I missing? I'm missing someone obvious. Um, but whatever. Um, I mean, they got playing time. We don't know how it worked for any of them. Obviously, Mason Toy came back after not scoring goals, and then he started scoring goals. So maybe it, maybe it was like a scared straight, like, <laughs> listen up, kid. You're going to Madison if you... Uh, if you uh, don't start scoring goals. I get the whole image of like when they you get you remember the eighties uh, PSA of like this is your brain on yeah, yeah. and you got the egg. Yeah, this is it. This Scare is your tactics. career on Madison. No offense, Madison, but sorry. Um, I guess I would say you know it, I know from for from Madison's perspective, it's kind of like it's very tough when you are trying to uh, you you are only taking players that you know you you can give a chance to or, or be useful for, but um, you don't know if they're going to be called up by the mother team. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, we built this game plan, plan around this player. And, and, and like four days before they're gone, or we thought we were going to get them back for this game, but they needed to stay up. So that's, I think, difficult for both teams. Like you want to do right by each other, but also your priorities. Well, your priorities, you got to win yeah, games, yeah, you right? Win, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I mean... I don't see the purpose of a local USL, to, like a Minnesota United two team. Doesn't make sense to me. The I think I think the relationship money. with Madison is is a good one to start and just invest in, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, start sending players like um, that you that you're on the fringe about, but actually make sure that they get playing time, right? Yeah, it's something you know, and and you know. 
so they can go ahead and, and have an opportunity to at least play. Yeah. You know, because we've been in, we've been in a situation where like we're where you know a couple of years ago we had nowhere to send our players to be able to get some playing time. So and yeah. now now we have an option. I think that's that's point number one. We have an option to send people where they can at least play if they're not getting starting time, and then hopefully we're able to call. I mean, the idea is to call someone up from yeah. that, and so yeah. And I think that um and giving giving players meaningful time when they're not you know especially I think about. Olmsberg in particular, he's a guy who I'm I'm kind of still hoping can can eventually um, really blossom, but we don't see him. You know, we see him. We know that he's doing pretty well um, in in Madison, and I've heard good things from people there. Um, uh, but you know, we haven't seen it take effect yet. You know, yeah, I, I don't and, think and, we, and, bl- we we I was joking about Toy, but like Toy got some minutes, but like he came out because he just started to suddenly blossom in minnesota so we'll see yeah i think i think one of the things i'd like to see more for next season is perhaps i'd love to be able to cheer for the mingos at allianz if they were if they'd be able to set something up like that even if it's just a friendly or even if they were able to do something like that yeah to have a game at allianz would be would be even if they just come back and train and do another party at the the bar i'll take that well i'll take that in addition (laughs) to that i think i think i think a game uh, a a game at allianz field would, would really be you know cement the relationship and the aspect of of the partnership because it's just you know i mean if we can have the tommies come and yeah. play we could we could have yeah. we could have four madison and do that yeah so. um so that's it that's it for the podcast what? i don't that's it we'll um we'll be back sometime soon when there's news to talk about probably in like two weeks i'll interview someone for next week or or something like that um maybe someday Sheaf will come back to this podcast <laughs> probably doing trivia again he keeps on passing us by yeah all right thanks rodrigo it's good to see you um likewise uh folks i will see you um at blackheart there's still soccer and so come watch it with me um but yeah we'll, we'll talk soon thanks